0: The Fremen see her as the Earth figure, a demigoddess whose special charge is to protect the tribes through her powers of violence. She is reverend mother to their reverend mothers, to pilgrims who seek her out with demands that she restore the virility or make the barren fruitful. She is a form of anti-mentat. She feeds on that proof that the analytics has limits. She represents ultimate tension. She is the virgin harlot, witty, vulgar, cruel, as destructive in her whims as the Coriolis Storm. Saint Elia of the Knife, as taken from the Irulan Report. Welcome to Reading Dune, a podcast where we read Dune by Frank Herbert, and talk about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this podcast is for you. My name is Caleb Pauls. And I'm Evan Diaz. And together, we're going to read some Dune. Yeah, we are. Woo! All right. So, here we are, reading Dune Messiah. And when I think about Messiah, the first time I read it, I was like, one, blown away. There were several key moments. I remember the the plotter chapter right at the beginning, Right, where it's all the bad guys. And then there's this chapter that's just burned in my brain forever for probably not the best reasons. Um, Evan, you want to guess why that is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, as Andrew Floyd says on on YouTube here, uh, it's this chapter. This yeah. is the chapter where things
1: start to get a little weird. All right, which is... <sighs> I'm afraid to say anything during this episode <laughs> because it just is weird. It it got weird. Got really weird.
0: Um, so let's start first with the quote. I mean, where Evan did Aaliyah get the nickname St. Aaliyah of the Knife?
1: Uh, I th- assumed when she was a, uh, a two-year-old running around stabbing the wounded at the Battle of Arakeen. <laughs> like, that's,
0: that's what I was going to say
1: murdering (laughs) hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. Thousands, if not
0: millions of little Um, Sardikar just giggling. Giggling the whole time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Bye-bye. Your water is mine. Slice. For the good of the tribe. Slice. Like blood all over her face. Just
0: giddy, skipping from person to person who's lying down (laughs) taking their water. So Uh, We don't, we haven't really got a lot of her in this. So I really just want to go into this quote right off the bat. Um, Now that we know more of Irulan and Aaliyah's relationship, this even gets a little funnier, I guess. (laughs) Because this is Irulan writing about Aaliyah, right? The Fremen see her as the Earth figure. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's like Mother Earth thing. I thought that was a weird Earth exists in the Dune universe.
1: Um, the oh, day. so they're talking about Earth, like our Earth. They're mm-hmm. not talking about like.
0: Like terra, terra, dirt. I don't think. No, I think they're talking about our Earth. Oh. Um, she's a demigoddess who's in, who's a special charge to protect the tribes through what? Through her powers of violence.
1: <laughs> Rock the, and roll Aaliyah.
0: She's the Reverend Mother to all Reverend Mothers. Why? Because she was um awakened born. in the womb.
1: Yeah. Preborn. She was born a Reverend Mother, right?
0: Yeah. And uh let's see. The pilgrims who go and seek her out basically are asking for her to, like, you know, make the barren fruitful. She's this definitely a witch-type figure, cannot be understood. She defies all logic and analytics. She represents the ultimate tension. She's the virgin harlot. This is where I think it's more funny. Witty, vulgar, and cruel. And you know that's Irulan taking that from like, this is what she's doing to me right now in this moment.
1: She's like so mean. (laughs) Why would you do this?
0: So Blitz Girl on YouTube says... This honestly is the chapter where I went from I like this Olivia girl to she's badass. Which, yeah, she's uh she's on a whole other level here. So uh yep. Let's just uh dive in here. Evan, as always, you've just read the chapter, so feel free to give me all your spicy thoughts as that happens.
1: Oh yeah, I'm ready. Okay, first first thought right very, away, let's very go. spicy. Uh, the quote is from the Irulan Report, which made me think, like, welcome to the Irulan Report. Like, <laughs> like, it's a weird news show that Irulan did in her spare time. That she sends to the Bene Yesserit. Yeah. Today on the Irulan Report, we are covering the blah, 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 blah. And as Irulan is
0: not a reverend mother yet, reporting to her reverend Mothers, this has got to hurt extra. Like, the 15-year-old girl is better than all of us. Which is kinda yeah, that's spicy. All right. Well, so so first we start. Um Aliyah is dressed in all black and she stands on the southern platform of her temple. She has a temple. Cool. Called the Fane of the Oracle. And it's built against the wall of Paul's Muhadib's stronghold in Arakeen. It's funny because Aaliyah actually despises this part of her life, the whole being worshipped part. Right. But these are her obligations. She has to uphold uphold tradition because if she ignores them, the whole system comes crashing down, which we kind of see a little bit at the very end. Yeah. The whole Imperium needs to worship Aaliyah and her brother as gods. That's how they look to them as. So the lower porch of the temple is crowded with people, just full of people. Pilgrims wandering around. There's vendors, miners, sorcerers, and diviners working their trade in pitiful imitation of the Paul Muhadib and his sister. Everyone is shilling red and green packages of Dune tarot cards. Yeah, bye, get your tarot cards! Get your tarot cards! <laughs> well, and, and then we're kind of walking through, unsure why this fascination of tarot cards has sprung up. She doesn't even know why they're a thing like I don't get this. Spice addiction has always conveyed some sensitivity to prediction, I guess. Fremen were notoriously fey, which I didn't know what that meant. I had to look it up. Who, was it mean? Uh, unworldly, unworldly or fated to die knowing it's going to happen? Well, that's cool. So, I mean the Fremen, yeah, they're always kind of looking for death. When it, death's always upon you, so they're always into this, when is it going to happen? The day is ending, and the last of the people were rummaging through the temple market, consulting one last minor sorcerer, trying to get one more item from the vendor. Aliyah's eyes found a Fremen. The Fremen were still. S- oh, yep. Evan's got a question.
1: At Boom. the end of that paragraph, you know, talking about they're like leaving, like forming a line. It says that they formed a line, uh, formed a straggling line that trailed off into the palm lined avenue which led to the heart of the city. Now there's palm trees just, like, lining the streets. I mean, yeah. When you're the most powerful person in the entire universe, you do what you want to your planet. Right. There's just all these these very not-Fremen things that happen in this chapter. Yes. You know?
0: The bathtub is one of them. Right,
1: right. We also gets alluded to, right. So, just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, we have, to, we have to actually keep taking note of when Arrakis no longer is Arrakis that we're right. used to know. It's now this legendary place that is Dune. Right. So, Aliyah finds a Fremen. The Fremen are still superstitious. They keep their distance. These Fremen still capture giant sandworms for transport, sport, or sacrifice. They resent the off- off-worlders and barely tolerate the townsfolk. One does not upset a wild Fremen, even if a mob such as this, that's happening. Aaliyah's senses have been heightened since the coming of the Gola. She reflected back to the old days of her childhood, right? Things were easier back then. Even the dangers were easier. Clean danger from known sources. Worms, Harkonnens, that's it. Yeah. No need for to strain the limits of prescience to peer through the murky veils for frustrating glimpses of the future. Feeling repulsed by everything that's happening, Ellie retreats from the platform into the shadows of, of the Fane. She walks along the balcony, looks down on her hall of oracles. She ignores the attendants, the guards, and the Quiserat's omnipresent p- priest, Sycophants, as she plunged into the spiral passage that twisted upwards into her private quarters.
1: She out. Gone. Done. done. with this crap. Done with this crap. I was
0: there. I showed up. People saw my figure. I'm out. I did my thing. It's kind of like um in that chapter where the, the meeting chapter, um, where Paul made Korba go out and do the whole oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. little thing and everyone thought it was him. It's kind of like that, I guess. So She's got to go out, do her thing, come back. So now she's back in her own room, admits the deep rugs and tent hangings, and even she ditched the the fremen amazons that Stilgar had assigned as her personal guardians or watchdogs. As she come to think of them, um, Evan, when you read the word fremen amazons, what do you think of?
1: Uh tall ladies, fremen tall, tall, tall fremen yeah. ladies, tall strong fremen ladies. That's what I. That's what I went for. All right, cool. That's what, I,
0: that's what I was thinking about too. I just want to double check, make sure
1: that's what Amazons still means. Right. I mean, I hope Stilgar didn't put some jungles in there to watch, Aaliyah. That was <laughs> my-
0: some know. snakes or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah.
0: Okay. From and Amazons, which I just thought Amazons is weird here, knowing if you've already read the books and you're in book four and there are the Amazons there. I just love how that's it's, we're just preluding to that fact. Yeah, Evan's is taking off his headphones now to keep away from spoilers. That's done. I'm done. Moving on. <clears throat> yep. Come on, man. Sorry. Yeah, Thomas, right on YouTube, you're right. Don't look at the comments. All right, here we go. So, she's now in her quarters. She strips off her robe, leaving only a sheathed knife around her neck as she made for the bath. Alia could sense someone coming. Not like physically, because that would be weird, but more of like in her prescient vision, there's a shadowy figure in her future. A man. But she could not see him. It angered her that no power of prescience could put flesh to that figure. <laughs> he just stood there, unfixed, on the un- unfixed horizon as she felt, as she strained her talons to an unexpected intensity that she might see him. And he was always just there, a constant assault on her awareness, fierce, dangerous,
1: immoral. Wait, does it not say who it is? Who is it supposed to say that it is? Oh no i'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if it I assumed that she was talking that they are talking about the gola about hate. We assume, but did did she say that?: I don't know
0: now'm now I'm not sure she we mentioned that her 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 senses were heightened since the gola showed up he arrived yeah. but is that him is it not him i don't think she knows yet
1: interesting i mean from the way i read it i just assumed that it was talking about him but
0: but she's definitely sexually frustrated
1: <laughs> to say
0: the least there is yeah. this there's this hot jason momoa like man is now here And I just can't stop thinking about him. Being being 15 is frustrating enough. (laughs) Yes. All the hormones are going crazy. And there's a bunch of old ladies in your head. So who knows what's happening? She sunk into the tub. She was obsessed with him. This figure. There was this tension, this lust about him that called for her. Sex was not a mystery for her. She'd presided over siege orgies. Plus, her other selves could supply her with any detail that any curiosity could come up with. Right. But this feeling of nearness could be nothing other than flesh reaching for flesh. Abru- abruptly, because she's like stuck in her head. She's like, I gotta, I gotta get out of this. I gotta change. Aaliyah left the tub, walked naked, dripping, into the training room, which was right next door. And there's written on the wall in her own handwriting, like she'd written it there, a reminder of the Bene Gesserit creed. Before us, all methods of learning were tainted by instinct. We learned how to learn. Before us, instinct-ridden researchers possessed a limited attention span, often no longer than a single lifetime. Projects stretching across 50 or more lifetimes never occurred to them the concept of total muscle-slash-nerve training had not entered awareness. That's the Ben and Jen's right, Creed. Yeah. How do you feel being just an instinct-ridden researcher with no scope of 50-year timelines, 50-generation timelines? This big. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Itty-bitty living space. (laughs) That's how that feels. Aaliyah caught her own reflection in the crystal prisms of the fencing mirror in the heart of the target dummy. She saw the long sword waiting on the brackets against the target. Her brain, still racing, thinks, Yeah, yes, this'll work. I'll exhaust myself. Drain the flesh, clear the mind. The sword felt right in her hand. She slipped the crystalline from its sheath at her neck. She held it. Sinister, tapping the activated stud with the sword's tip. The resistance came alive as the aura aura of the target shield built up pushing her weapon away slowly. And then we get a fight montage.
1: Eye of the tiger plays in the background <laughs> while Aaliyah naked fights a robot. She spars with the target dummy, pew, pew, swish, swish,
0: bing, bing, and attacks. She parries. It goes faster. Attack, parry, counter. She is one by one hitting her marks on the dummy. Sweat glistens on her naked skin. She exists now in the universe. She existed now in the universe whose dimensions were outlined by the threatening blade, the target, her bare feet against a practice floor. Which, by the way, Evan, um, who who t- teaches you to do bare feet on the floor? I don't know. It's a I certain go- a certain someone taught Paul in your if you're in a situation where you don't in a fight that you feel not feel comfortable, you should take off your shoes so you can feel the ground. Which was it Duncan? Yeah, Duncan taught him that. So that I'm was the- completely a guess. <laughs> but, I mean, you had you had two options. You had right. Gurney or you had Duncan. <laughs> this is what happens when Paul has no friends. Right. Like, you get to just, yeah, choose. All right. So, bam, bam, attack, parry, counter. This machine gets faster and harder every time you complete a level. And there's, like, lights that go up. The finest swordsman in the Imperium never went more than level seven. She was now on level nine. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Ali experienced a sense of supreme exhalation. all blades attacking and target blades were all everything was a blur. She felt the sword her hand become alive. She did not move the blade it moved her Shua. 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 at level ten level eleven something flashed past her shoulder. a knife slowed whoa whoa whoa, whoa as it went through the shield aura and S- slid boop, right into the deactivating stud of the dummy. The lights on the dummy darkened boom, and everything went to stillness. All right. This is, a, this is a solid point. Since neither Evan or I are women, yes, we, we don't have a female perspective. So Blitz Girl on YouTube says, as a woman, I never saw this scene as being sexualized. I thought it was so badass to take the risk of fighting the machine naked. Crazy lady. <laughs> Diana also says, totally agree. So badass. She showed you didn't give. And then I can't say the rest of this <laughs> on, on our, on our show. I mean, I have before, but I won't. Um, now. <laughs>
1: well, so, well, while you can still control yourself. You yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm not in the moment.
0: So, so yeah, the t- target dummy is stopped. A knife had went through and turned it off. Aaliyah whirled around, angered by the intrusion, but also knew that whoever threw that knife had done it very, very well. Yeah, and hit the target right where it needed to go. Paul stood there, just inside the training room doorway, with Stilgar behind him. Paul's eyes squinted in anger. Aaliyah. Now, growing ever conscious of her nudity, thought to cover herself, but mm, it was already too late. You can't unsee it. Right. So she slowly replaced the crift knife saying, I might have known. (laughs) Paul said, I presume you know how dangerous that was. That that was madness, Stilgar rasped. (laughs) Aaliyah heard the anger, but also the awe in his voice. Eleven lights, Paul said, shaking his head. I would have made it twelve if you not interfered. And why do those damn things have so many lights if you're not supposed to try them? Paul said, A Bene Gesserit should ask the reasoning behind an open-ended system. Then Paul tells a story about how one time when he was 15, Gurney caught him at level 10 and he was embarrassed at his punishment. Speaking of embarrassment, Paul said, (laughs) Aaliyah brushes past them. Next time, perhaps you've announced yourself, she said as she slipped into a loose gray robe. Why are you here, she asked. Stilgar, still like, I think, caught in the moment of what's happening. It's like, uh, my mm, lord? Uh, mm. Paul is just straight on to the next point. We're here at Erlon's suggestion, as strange as that may seem. She believes and informs that uh, and has information that Stilgar also confirms that our enemies are about to take a major try for Stilgar, cuts him off. Uh, my, my lord, this
1: is this is like this chapter gets weird, and the person who makes it weird is Stilgar. <laughs> <laughs> Aaliyah didn't make it weird, Stilgar is making it weird. Paul didn't make
0: it weird, right? He was, it was Stilgar's like, okay, we need to address the. Something's happening here. We need to talk about it, because this is not normal for anybody involved. Paul turned to Stilgar. Yes, Still? Do you want to tell her why we're here? Stilgar still shaken said, This isn't the time to talk of why we came. What's wrong, Still? Paul said. Stilgar continued to stare at Aaliyah, who which by I'm glad has a robe on right now, <laughs> while we're staring at her. Sir, are you blind? Paul turned back to his sister. A feeling of unease began to fill him. Stilgar continued, this one must have a mate. There'll be trouble if she's not wed and that soon. Aaliyah turned away quickly, her face suddenly hot.
1: (laughs) Benny Gesserit's... (laughs) Aaliyah's like,
0: (laughs) uh... Why'd you make it weird? Don't! (laughs) Benny Gesserit's self-control had been powerless to prevent her reaction. That's how embarrassed she was. Not even the whole wisdom of the Bene Gesser could stop her from blushing here. <laughs> how had Stilgar done that? He didn't have the power of the voice. She felt angry. Still with her back to him, she said, Listen to the great Stilgar. Advice to the maidens from Stilgard, the Fremen. Stilgard responded with complete dignity. As I love you both, I did not become chieftain among the Fremen by being blind to what moves men and women together. One needs no mysterious powers for this. (laughs) Paul Wade still guards meeting. And then he starts thinking, why was Aaliyah doing this? Why did she enter the training room nude? Why did she fight to level 11 in the fencing prisms? Then his mentat brain started just going all crazy and his brain was also at 11 at this point. Hmm. Like, do 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 I think his eyes did the thing. Probably. They probably rolled back. Yeah. Doing all the calculations. Sure, the butlerian jihad ended thinking machines, but it didn't stop humans from training their brains to be like machines. Stilgar was, of course, right. They must find a mate for Aaliyah. Or as Andrew Floyd here on YouTube says, Still guard the love guru. (laughs) (laughs) He's just trying to make everybody happy. That's probably how he got so high. He's like, you know what? You should not fight me. You should instead go for that girl. Yeah. (laughs) Aaliyah said, no, Paul said, I will see to it. Ali and I will discuss later privately. Which I'm like, okay, weird. But still in the back of my head, and this is, I think, what makes this chapter so weird, is the last chapter with Irulan and the Reverend Mother, we were directly talking about the Reverend Mother's plan to get Aaliyah and Paul to make a baby. Right. So that like thought is in my head yeah, as I'm reading this, which makes yeah. it more
1: weird. But also, like, yeah, there's all of these thoughts that were implanted about Aaliyah before we even had an actual scene with Aaliyah. And now so true. it's like, yeah, we can't. We, we made the assumption that that paragraph was talking about hate, even though it may or may not have said that, because the other chapters were saying that they were gonna, there was something was gonna happen between them, you know, and like, right? It's crazy how he wrote in like bias for us. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Because how many times in the real world do we
0: have a bias entering a situation about, say, a charismatic leader or something? Oh, no, this right. is the right way. Taking us completely in a way we shouldn't be going. That's not fair to anybody in the situation that caused right. more, more trouble. That's good. Hmm. Frank is trying to get us, showing us our own little weaknesses right here. All right. So Paul's like, all right, fine. We'll discuss who gets to marry Aaliyah later. Um, and at that, Aaliyah turns around, focuses on Paul knowing that she was currently the subject of his mendat decision. The uncounted bits falling together in the human computer analysis, it carried something of an order of the universe in it. It was inevitable and terrifying. Stilgar tried to cut in, but Paul snapped at him. Not now. We have other problems at the moment. Aliyah put the past moments aside in a very nice Bene Gesserit fashion, saying, "Erolon sent you. All right, back to the conversation. What are we talking about? Paul goes on to say, the guild is trying to capture a sandworm and take it off world to start the spice cycle somewhere else, which means they have fremen accomplices and they, they think they have a world that is suitable for the worms. Hmm.
1: What do you think about this uh, theory here, Evan? Well, I. Mm, what does that mean? Like, what, is, what does the world need to be to be suitable for the worms? Like, yeah. did they find another desert planet? Did they find a planet which is on the brink so that if you put a worm on there, the worm would eventually just turn it into a desert? All right, like, we, had, we like have we have to go back. To Arrakis way back,
0: from what I understand. Yeah, we have to like go way back into our like our. How do the worms work? Right. like like biology lesson here. So, right, the worms eat like material, and then when they break apart, and they have the like sand larva, and they like capture all the water because the water would destroy the worms. So you need a space where there's no water enough. Yeah. Create the cycle. And spice comes from the when you, if the sand larvae collect enough water, it creates a chemical explosion. And when that explosion hits an oxidized area, uh, oxidized becomes spice, uh-huh. which then gets used. So, and they, they're trying to spi- start the spice cycle somewhere else, but that's what that is like the it's no, reproduction they,
1: cycle for the worm. So they found a planet with little enough water. Is that right? uh, Yeah, I hope that makes
0: sense. I hope those are the right words. Right, right, right. So, and this means that they have Fremen accomplices. Right, because they couldn't do it otherwise. Right, there's no way you're going to catch a worm without one. Paul says he knows that the rot of his reign has set in, right? There are Fremen who are not happy with him. We've met I mean,
1: at this point, it's like the trees, the, the streets are lined with palm trees and they're taking baths and they're doing all kinds of like yes. non-Fremen things.
0: Right. So the Fremen are also pissed, you know, you know, they're ready to make it great again. They're about to go, how to go back <laughs> to the old days back way back when, and they're going to do it by teaming up with the guild. hmm Right. Uh, But what bothers Paul the most is that he has not seen, quote-unquote, this other world in Mm -hmm. his prescient vision. That bothers you, Olya demanded? It only means they've clouded its vocation with a steersman, the same way they hide all their sanctuaries. Stilgar opened his mouth to say something and then closed it. And then felt weird. Because this is as if the gods had just admitted a blasphemous weakness. Right. Wait. You can't see
1: everything all the time, I thought you could see the future, right, basically, like wait, did you just say there's stuff you can't do right? That's and- a problem for me theologically, okay like' that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna mess me up a little bit.
0: I've just based my entire existence on this premises that's <laughs> starting to fall apart, right, like I've upheld and done. Awful things in this in your name because of the things I thought you could do, and you're telling me you can't do them now. Well, there is a weakness there. Paul feels how awkward Stilgar feels, saying, We have an immediate problem, and I want your opinion, Aaliyah. Stilgar suggests they expand their patrols, they open bleed, they reinforce the siege watch. Maybe it's possible they could spot a landing party, maybe even prevent something. Aaliyah cuts it off saying with a steersman guiding them? They're desperate, aren't they? Paul agreed. That's why I'm here. Aaliyah says, what have they seen that we have not? Precisely, Paul Mm. says. That's the scary Mm. part. Like, yeah, what have they seen that that the gods, quote unquote, haven't seen? Right. Stilgar says they should try to prevent them Aaliyah says they'll prevent nothing forever. Paul says they must count on them getting the worm. No matter if we get the Milan cycle to work on another planet, they'll still need more than one worm. So there's a lot of other things. They can't stop them at this point, but who knows if they'll succeed. Right. Stilgar looked at the siblings and he got it. A captive worm could not live except within a bit of Arrakis you need that little bit of desert to keep it. Yeah. Just a little bit. So the guild's problem was huge, but not impossible. Stilgar asks, "Then your visions do not detect the guild at its work?" Paul explodes, "Damnation!" Aaliyah watched Stilgar, sensing that he might be what he might be thinking at this moment the flurry of thoughts, the savage sideshow of ideas taking place in his mind. What is this magic? But Stilgar was beginning to see there were other forces, perhaps maybe even greater powers beyond that, that of the unknown horizons. His queen witch and sorcerer friend betrayed a dangerous weakness. Bum, 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 bum. So again, his whole world is crumbling. (laughs) Oh, yeah, comes to come in, almost like whispering, trying to soothe him. Uncle, it's cool. Stilgar, you stand in a valley between two dunes. It sounds like a meditation almost. I stand on the crest. I see where you do not see. I'm among other things. I see mountains which conceal the distance. Stilgar, maintaining his composure, replied. You have always said there are things hidden from you. Ali responds, all power is limited. And danger may come from behind the mountains. It's something on that order, Aliya said. Stilgar nodded, his gaze fastened on Paul's face. Hmm. But whatever comes from behind the mountains must cross the dunes. Bum, bum, bum.
1: yeah basically Aaliyah talks him off the the ledge the proverbial ledge, yeah. right
0: and then he like ends the chapter with even more gumption like five never's comings have to come through me yeah oh this is a really good point Blitzgirl on youtube said honestly i think of stilgar as soka in avatar the last airbender or so- Sokka, the only normal yeah. member of the group without powers hmm and yeah he does like he's got he's just trying to understand how this whole thing works
1: right but his perspective matters just as much as everyone else's oh yeah he doesn't have powers yes don't get me preaching about avatar the last (laughs) Airbender because we will have a whole other half hour oh we could easily do that that would not
0: be hard (laughs) man all right, so this is the chapter, the uh, uh, Aaliyah Naked chapter. I hope yep. we did it justice. Um, yeah, I also have to say shout out to Daniel. Happy birthday. He's uh, I think you're watching live. Um, he says, my birthday today, my friends all bailed me, so I'm going to watch some Dune. So, hey, we're here with you. Happy birthday, man. Have a good day. Today's, 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 today's a good day. Yeah. Um also yeah I'm oh before we wrap up I know we already finished the chapter and whatnot but I got an email I, I usually do this at the beginning I don't know why I'm doing it at the end ooh I, email
1: at the end <laughs> email at
0: the end Well actually it was a form submission from the uh um what's it called the website the website <laughs> what are, what is the interweb the interweb place the com. if you go to com, you can easily write to us um, And this is from, oh, I think it's Tara. Yeah, Tara Anderson. She says, hi, guys. I just ordered a long sleeve shirt. Woo, somebody ordered a shirt. Yes. I was wondering which of the house symbols belong to. Mm. I'm fairly new to the Dune universe, so I need some help figuring that out. But I absolutely love my long-sleeve and the podcast. So happy you two came back. So, all right, Evan, I'm going to pull up the website. Here and I'm gonna, yeah, we're, can, we're
1: gonna go over this real quick. I mean, I can just pull up the designs because you know I made them. Okay, can you share them? Email at the end, email at the end, email at the end. Um, okay, okay, so. The, the little icons, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, well, icon living. So, um, yeah, they, they're on the mug. So if you want to pull up the mug. Yeah, I got the mug right here. The lion is House Carino. Right, yep. Right? The yep. The next one is the falcon for House Atreides. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, the little hawk. Yeah, The uh, the one in the middle is... Uh, I took some design liberties, but I think it's the um, the Bene Gesserit symbol.
0: All right, Bene Gesserit right in the middle.
1: Right. It's like the it's like they're supposed to be circles. I made them like kind of hexagons, but they're circles. Uh, yeah. And then the next one is a little a little mouse, a little Muad'Dib. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Little I don't know, like the Fremen version of House Atreides or whatever. And then the last one is a ram for House Harkonnen. Bum bum bum
0: bum. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's it.
0: So yeah, House Harkonnen has is used in the books. It was um, it's not revealed till much later. They're like the Griffin or the ram. Um, it's their colors are blue. Yeah. I tried um, to
1: make a griffin but it looked really silly, so I went yeah. with the ram because it looked I, more menacing.
0: I, I also like the ram, the bull, the horns. It's all Yeah. It's all there. Diana said we should have included the tooth, <laughs> the tooth. Right, next next them.
1: piece of merch will just like it'll yeah. just be a big tooth. Yeah. Or like what was that cartoon from the nineties that was like a tooth? What? Do you remember that? No. There was like a there was like a little tooth
0: guy. Uh, well you yeah I don't know where you are now. I've, Dang it! Yeah, I've missed it. Right. But you can go to the website. We got our merch on here. Find it. Um, also, supposed must thank everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. Yeah. Um, y'all are the best. We got, and it's been really nice to keep the show going because of y'all. We couldn't do this without people like you, people showing up live. And people wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah. And uh hey, come hang out, uh come hang out on Discord.
0: Oh yeah. We'll be on Discord right after this. Every after every live show we go to Discord and hang out with the people. I think there's people already hanging out in there now. So Evan, we should go over there. Let's do it. All right. All right, y'all. Stay spicy and uh have a great day. Jeez. I've never said that before. All right, stay <laughs> spicy. <laughs>